Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm surviving. Uh, been alone this week. Me and me and the dog, the boys, all alone. I made a giant pot of chili. That does is that boy dinner. I just feed myself for the entire week by making a giant pot of chili. So I just. I don't need to cook much. I just. <laughs> yeah, Spencer says our producer says guys, guys being dudes. dudes. Honestly, yeah. I would say a guy dinner would probably be ordering DoorDash. So you're doing good. Oh, uh, I, I, I only order DoorDash really. Like I've done, I do it a few times. But um, if my company is like sending me out somewhere, I'm DoorDash mm-hmm. all the time. Other oh, yeah. than that, almost never because I see the price. They they raise the price on the app first, and then you have to pay the delivery fee, and then you have to pay like uh, the tip. And it turns into like you're getting something that costs twelve dollars for thirty dollars or twenty five dollars or something, and I just go no, I I can't do it. I no, I I do not blame you. I am a team cheap, but yeah, when the delivery fees and everything, it it end up it ends up being pretty expensive. I'll say like zero dollar delivery fee, and I'm like, well, how is the Popeye still twenty five dollars for one? Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't do it all the time. Um, but the Cincinnati Bengals, a little, little bit of news right now. 
Um, I know Joe Goodberry actually over on the Twitter page. He has a subscription. Everybody should um, should go and get it. Speaking of spending some money, uh, always good content. And he was the first one to technically break the news um, that it looked like they were going to be moving on from Robert uh, Livingston. He's actually been with the the Bengals for nine years. He was one of the staff members on Marvin Lewis's uh, coaching staff. He worked as a scout and moved his way up and been working with the secondary and the DBs for for quite some time. And uh, he's going to be moving on with uh, with Dion over in Colorado. So good for him. Uh, he'll be the defensive coordinator. And obviously that's a promotion. And someone I think, you know, if Lou Anarumo would have been hired in, in Arizona last year, could have been a possible candidate for their defensive coordinator position or at least, um, you know, staying on the staff. So good for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of weird that he was here before Taylor and then that's usually a sign of somebody that's doing a really good job mm-hmm. when you're a holder from a previous regime into this regime. I don't have too much of an opinion on him as a coach. I mean, it's so hard to evaluate position coaches other than things you hear from their peers maybe or uh, what players may have said about them or voted on them. And then other than that, it's just, well, did they develop young talent? And probably, I I mean, he's been here so long that there's been hits and misses. So I don't know. Um, Well, I guess he's just been the safeties coach the past six years. So, I mean, battle hit the ground running. Bates obviously developed in that time frame. So I would say, yeah, I think he's done a – According to that methodology, he's done a good job. Getting a defensive coordinator job, also a good sign. It's kind of weird fit to me. Dion, just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to pick a college program, I mean, maybe that's the most NFL-like because all his recruiting is transfer. Reminds me of like a free agency setup and um, just going to try to get the highest level of talent for the next year every year. But I'd also be very worried about a Dion flight risk. Like he he could be gone next year pretty easily. And that is something I would be concerned about if I was going to be his defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's something to watch out for. And and I thought, you know, look, maybe the opportunities weren't there in the NFL and that gives him a little bit more to add to his resume. And maybe he, get, he can get a job next year in the NFL as a defensive coordinator or or a different position, or he wants to be in college. You know, who knows what these guys want to do um, in their desire, but good for him and nice promotion. And, you know, the, there's a few Zach Taylor or a few Marvin Lewis um, coaches on the on the staff. Obviously, Darren Simmons has been here for quite some time. Um, is, and then LeBeau? You- is Darren Simmons a LeBeau? <laughs> no, I, mean- I, know, I know he's actually, I, I'm fairly certain he's a Lewis hire, but he's been here so long. I mean, for is he a Shula? Is he a Shula Goodness. And then uh, you think of guys like Dan Pitcher, who worked his way up on the staff. Um, he was here with Marvin Lewis, one of one of the guys that Marvin Lewis hired. So, you know, good for these guys. Always good to see people move up to other positions and uh, wish them the best when it comes to the secondary. I think it's a big year. It's a big year for these guys. Well, we've talked about Dax Hill before. I think we believe in Dax Hill a little more than than some of Bengals fans. Um, you know, outside of that, Jordan Battle has been really fun in his rookie year. For me personally, and, and this doesn't take away from the coach at that position. Luana Rumo 
is the guy who I feel like still sees a lot of the secondary, the DBs and corners, um, the safeties. And, and I think he has a lot of say on what goes on. But obviously, Robert was a big third down guy for the coaching staff in this defense. And, you know, we'll see if any of that matters or if they just do an internal promotion on the coaching staff when it comes to those guys. But um, any other thoughts on how that could impact the safety room at all? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll have an impact. I'd never think it's good to change your position coach when you're a young guy. I mean, now he's going to have to learn under a new teaching style or something. Um, it sounded like from the good Barry subscriber posts that they are promoting internally. Bengals love doing that. They do that all the time. So it'll be an assistant taking that job over. So terminology, what they expect, probably all the same, how they grade, et cetera, what they're looking for. But it's just interesting because you have, on one hand, a safety that did really well as a rookie, and the other hand, a safety that was up and down. And like you mentioned, we're a little higher on him than some. I mean, I see the free agency simulators where people are spending like $8 million to bring in a new safety. And in my mind, I'm like, better used elsewhere. Uh, safety, I mean, like it's a concern, right? But one of the biggest concerns is continuity, and that doesn't help continuity, first of all. And second... I would much rather take that money and plug it to interior defensive line. Now, whoever is doing these simulators are going to say, oh, I, I fixed the interior. I signed uh, Chris Jones. It's like, okay, who is the nose tackle day one? Who Who is your starting nose tackle? Like we've got B.J. Hill outside on at a three-tech or a five-tech, and we've got Chris Jones in the same spot on the opposite side. Who's in the middle? Is it Josh Tupo? Or do you want to spend that $8 million and go bring in a real nose tackle? Or maybe yeah. they drafted somebody. I don't know. To me, I – I think they need three interior defensive linemen for this defense to function if they don't bring back Reader. If they bring back Reader, they still need two. Like That's where I am on it because I have never seen such bad depth at an NFL interior defensive line that these guys didn't look playable. Nobody that backed up the interior def defensive line looked playable in the NFL, and they got abused for it all year. So they have bigger problems in the safety room. Anyway, I think Dax will be okay even with the new safety coach. Yeah, we'll see what that looks like. And, uh, you know, it's it's almost free agency time. And, and speaking of additions, I think that money could go to an offensive lineman, maybe a right tackle. Um, and, you know, we've mentioned it before, kind of what that outlook looks like for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, if they go defensive line, if they go offensive line, maybe a right tackle or just a tackle in general. Um, with the 18th pick, wide receiver could be an option if if uh, Brock somehow falls. You know, we'll see if the Cincinnati Bengals pull the trigger on a tight end. But right now, uh, making some waves on the social media this week. I'm going to get to some of this Joe Burrow slander I'm seeing at first. But um, our guy Jermaine over with the Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you think that's a possibility for, for swing tackle? He's making some tweets this offseason when it comes to, you know, beating the Chiefs when it matters. He obviously faced them in the division. They beat him in regular season. He was standing up for Joe Burrow and, and saying, you know, him and Patrick Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. It really just – and, and I think he did a little bit of that last year too, and, and you're going to do that. You're going to hype everything up and get all these NFL fans excited and, and hopefully your team signs them. Um, he's pretty funny on, on social media, but do you think that the Bengals could pull the trigger on him? Yeah, 100%. I mean, easily. Uh, I, I think that some people read the PFF scores and think he'll be an upgrade over Jonah. I think off of what I watched, no. But I don't think he's bad. I think he's solid. I think he's serviceable possibly in that same Jonah tier 
I don't think he's better. I think Jonah is the better player. Like that's who I think fits this offense better and works better within this offense just because of the athleticism and ability to pass protect on an island as shown. And I know people get mad at him about that. The Bengals ask a lot of these tackles. I think that the Raiders do the opposite. They don't ask a lot out of their tackles. So that's why the number is higher on pro football focus. Anyway, I think it's a 100% a possibility because he's exactly what they're looking for. I'm interested in what his contract will be, but he had a worse year than he had last year, and he's 29 now rather than 28. And on the open market last year, he went back to the Raiders for $3 million on one on a one-year deal. So the idea that he is like a three-year, $24 million type guy, I don't see it. Like, I would be pretty surprised by that. Now, did he earn on uh, a bump in his pay? Possibly. I mean, I think he signed under what he was worth last year. But it's interesting to, think, to see what the NFL thinks. And to me, the NFL is saying this guy is probably like a two-year, $10 million type guy. Like That's what I'm imagining that the Bengals could get him for. Something similar to that where it's like five per year, low, low stakes type of deal. I mean, he's... He's 29. Like this is, I know we've just heard about him because he didn't really have an opportunity early in his career, but he's older. He's one of the old, I mean, Morgan Moses, maybe that's a, some, I'm going to look at Morgan Moses contract real quick, but I thought Moses was a better player too coming out though. I thought he had some athleticism and power. Well, Jermaine's got some power. He just doesn't really have Ben to use it all the time. I don't know. I think he's a good fit. I think he fits exactly what they need to put in that position because he's not a guy that you'll have to like if you sign him it raises the floor of your offensive line but you're not capping your ceiling either because if a Marius Mims is there at 18 and the Bengals love him but maybe they're saying hey we don't want to start a guy with nine career starts day one we want to ease him into that role kind of like the Steelers just did with Broderick Jones you could do that you could take a guy at 18 and ease him into that right tackle role. Maybe he doesn't even play this season. Maybe he starts next season. But it's it's a contract that wouldn't preclude you from drafting a guy, but it also makes it so you're not locked in to tackle at 18. I could be wrong, but I think he's a David Malagetta guy. But you bring up a good point where he was a $3 million deal last year, so that's nothing that's strapping the Bengals down too much when you think of a possible starter at right tackle, if you have a rookie out there and maybe you plan on starting that rookie as rookie year or in year two, but you know, I'm, I'm all about a swing tackle. I'm all about, you know, adding as much as many pieces as possible to your trenches on both sides of the ball. So, you know, he's been, he's been fun. And, and it's, it, you know, it's always cool to see NFL players say that about your favorite team. Um, you know, especially when you need that position, because right now it just feels like the writing's on the wall that, they are going to wish Jonah Williams the absolute best. Who knows if there's some internal conversations. I thought Jermaine Pratt was going to be gone last year and he ended up coming back. You know, who knows if it was because Von Bell ended up deciding to go to the Panthers and they said, you know what, Jermaine, got some extra money if you'd like to work out a, a contract right now. And he looked at the market and said, let's go back to Cincinnati. So, you know, anything can happen in free agency. Um, but right now I, I feel pretty confident that you're going to see the franchise tag for T Higgins and, and you're also going to let Jonah Williams walk and, and get another right tackle. And then, you know, hopefully your guy is there when it comes to the offensive line in the first or even the second round for the Cincinnati Bengals who need a tackle for the future. 
Yeah, and I did not realize this when I brought his name up, but Morgan Moses might end up being a perfect comparison. Signed a one-year, $3.6 million contract with New York, similar to what Illuminor signed with Vegas. And then the next season, signed a three-year, $15 million contract with Baltimore, so $5 million per season. Could be what happens. I mean, that that might be what we're looking at. And the Ravens have stuck with him, but mm-hmm. those are that is a contract that you don't, need to and i think that's part of the reason they feel okay drafting like a daniel falele raw giant let's just you know try to develop that and if it works great if it doesn't we've got a guy and i think that's what you're looking at when you sign an illuminor and moses did fine for them he was serviceable he's been pretty good yeah i think he's actually outplayed that contract which is what you'd be hoping for with any deal like that yeah, so we'll see what happens. Again, we're recording this in, in February right now, almost mid-February. The franchise tag news is going to be coming up. We'll hear a little more of that going into next week, and I, I think that final decision has to be made maybe the second week of March, um, and I, I expect the Bengals to make that decision the very last minute they have to. Um, maybe your Ian Rapp reports and your Adam Schefters will start tweeting it out a little bit earlier, and they could always work out a contract extension with T. Higgins, but we will have plenty of time to talk about that. I do want to expand on a little bit of the quarterback position. And I think we're just at the board period uh, when it comes to breaking down and ranking quarterbacks out there on social media. But I'm seeing some of that with Joe Burrow. And I just want to hit on a little bit of that next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. And and, and one of the biggest things, I've said it before, you know, our offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals over the last two years, it would go in to late January. Then you had the mid-February. Uh, this season felt like it has been over since the middle of November. Uh, Jake Browning gave a little bit of hope, and there was a possibility of maybe sneaking into the playoffs. They got a winning record, 9-8 and eight on the season when Joe Burrow went down. But for me personally, and maybe it's just uh, kind of how everything works on social media, when you like the Bengals or you talk about Joe Burrow, you see more of those tweets from other fans. feels like a lot of Joe Burrow slander right now out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. Are you seeing that? And, and how are you feeling about that right now going into this offseason? Joe's healing, going to go through his rehab, should be throwing in a, a little over a month and a half. No, I, I'm not really seeing it, but I, I haven't been as online as usual. Ever. I mean, Bengals got eliminated and I, I haven't got on Twitter nearly as much. So, I mean, this stuff will always be happening. I feel like whenever you're a great quarterback, this even happened with Mahomes probably this year, just when he wasn't having a good start. Um, yeah, there there'll be people that try to tear them down to try to. It's usually just to try to prop up somebody else. Um, that's probably what you're seeing. But I didn't I didn't see any of this. Um, the best reaction you can have to seeing that is to keep scrolling. To be honest. <laughs> 
Yeah. Thanks advice. I mean, because you're not helping. I, no. You make an argument. I mean, unless you need the Elon bucks, uh, which we all do sometimes. It's uh, not really that lot. It's not a lot. I'll tell you right now. What will you get yeah, off? If you, need the, if you need the $2 from <laughs> a single tweet, possibly if you, if it blows up. Um, yeah. If you need the Elon buck, I should say uh, for engagement, sure, whatever, but that's also what they're doing. It's really just all engagement farming. None of it matters. Your reaction to it isn't going to change that person's response. And you're probably not really going to change anybody readings ideas either. Mm -hmm. And it works the other way where, uh, well, sorry, it works this way too. If you just keep scrolling, none of it matters. I mean, the people that like those things are going to feel that way no matter what. The people that don't like them are going to feel that way no matter what. I don't see much opinion, much reason to get into this, but it is essentially off season. So I also understand oh why. That's just where we're at. And if there's any other things that you on the Bengals front, um, you know, besides what you see, I think you bring up really good advice on that situation. You know, if you see anything like that, you're not going to change people's minds. We're going to see quarterback rankings for a really long time. And when you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who um, I, I want to say, you know, Andrew Whitworth talked about him at Radio Row, really good piece over on uh, Bengals.com by uh, Jeff Hobson. I think fans should should check out, talk to a lot of NFL people. And, and it, with Joe Burrow, you always have a chance. So if you have a chance with Joe Burrow you're one of the top teams in the AFC fans of other fan bases are always going to talk about your quarterback um yeah. because he's he's one of the best in the league and, and we've talked about it plenty um I think we would both agree that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL and I'm okay putting Joe at number two people can disagree and say Josh Allen should be number two but at the end of the day um if you look around the league you're going to win if you have a really good quarterback and the rest of the stuff um you know it really doesn't matter but outside of that We've had Senior Bowl free agency talk. T. Higgins was um, on one of the NFL spaces yesterday. Really didn't have any additional information to share. No surprise there. We'll we'll hear what's going to happen there soon. So anything else um, in the in the Bengals world that's standing out for you right now in this very quiet off season? Not a ton. My only other thought was just, I mean, I guess you know how I feel about quarterback rankings and and everything. I don't know what it is about the human fan brain. <laughs> and I, I dip into I'm this too. Like, why is it so much like everything is ranking, ranking, legacy, etc.? Mm -hmm. What I love reading about more than that, like put out your rankings, whatever, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, what I do like to read about, like, hey, what makes this player who they are? And that's what I think gets lost in all of this, where you're discussing Herbert versus Allen versus Burrow versus Lamar and Stroud and everybody it's like they're probably all close enough that it's a who cares for me like as long as you're not saying I don't know like Daniel Jones is better than Joe Burrow or something like that is just you know like okay we've gone way too far <laughs> I'm probably it? still not responding because I just think it's stupid and I don't want to give them the Elon book so um but I want to read about what like what what does somebody who watches Lamar Jackson every week, or maybe somebody just did a, a dive on him at like eight games, just watch eight games. And instead of trying to make the case, Lamar Jackson is actually better than this quarterback. Instead, make the case of like, this is super cool what Lamar Jackson has evolved into and what he does special now, because as much as I'd like to, and Lamar's probably a bad example for that, but use why Hertz struggled more this year, why what Stroud is doing that's special. 
etc. Because I watch at least two games of Lamar every year with the Bengals. I watch more than that really of him. But mm-hmm. other guys, like I don't get to watch everybody as much as I I used to try to watch a lot of guys. But then once you start actually covering the team and everything, you know, time becomes a, a different constraint. Um, but like, yeah, like I would love to read a Texans piece or somebody that's smart writing about CJ Stroud and about like what the evolution of his rookie season was and like why he's so good and what, if you want to get into like what concepts he's best with, how he could improve, et cetera. I don't know. Like that's way more interesting to me than like is Stroud number eight, number four, (laughs) number 12. Yeah. And like, I don't know. To me, nobody watches every quarterback with enough detail to really rank them like that. Like I mean, maybe you watch a, a few guys that in depth, but I mean, am I supposed to believe somebody that would rank like every quarterback one to 32 has watched like every snap of, I don't know. I'm trying to, uh, Sam Howell, Sam Howell has, have they watched every snap of Sam Howell? I watched a few. I wasn't impressed, but you know, I, I didn't watch every step. Well, there's people over at uh, the ringer who they're pretty hard on Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, they use that arm strength and a lot of things against him. And it's, it's, it almost, it kind of gets me to to think anytime that they do talk about Joe Burrow, that they don't watch Joe Burrow actually um, because it just doesn't feel like what they bring up. It makes a lot of sense when you're, when you're talking about the traits of Joe Burrow, what he can bring on an offense. So some of that stuff is out there. And, and of course, if you see a large following um, putting that out there, it's going to get the interactions. It's smart on their part. Uh, you know, especially if they have the blue check mark, as, as we've talked about before, you're getting that interaction in the offseason talking about quarterbacks. That stuff is never going to go away, though. The rankings, it's going to be there for a very long time. I think we're bored. Uh, but the thing is, you'll see it throughout the regular season and, um, you know, far into the offseason. But I agree with you. You know, say what you like about him. You know, if you don't like Joe Burrow, what don't you like about Joe Burrow? You know, compared yeah. to the quarterback that you do like, and and like a, a I do want like a real in depth explanation and not something that says like he wears oh, yeah. No, I mean like arm strength, but yeah, yeah, also that I guess like yeah, we get the idea. Average arm, maybe you value that so much that he can't be a high end quarterback. But go into more detail about what maybe you don't like that is not just something like arm strength or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. that's just where I'm from. I'd so much rather read something like that versus I feel like what we actually get yeah I mean goodness it's it's so hard I love the NFL more than any sport in the world but I just feel and it's probably like that with other sports too I just I don't pay attention to the other leagues as much but I feel like you you can't have those conversations on social media and it's really unfortunate um sometimes you can and then you, you know you get a get a lot of interaction on it and and people are one thing we can we can agree on is People are going to just disagree. That's just the way it's going to go. Um, not everybody's going to think the quarterback of your favorite team is the best quarterback to play in the NFL. But if you like the way he plays and he's good for your franchise, and I think you have that in Joe, Joe Burrow, and I'm really excited for him to get back out there. I'm looking forward to rehab updates. And obviously OTAs are right around the corner and get a little more of those practices in and, and kind of see how this offseason looks for him. I'm not saying anything about a healthy training camp. Uh, we will not talk about that. That will not be a word because that was every single year we go into these offseasons just saying just need him to get a healthy training camp. I know I am not bringing that up. This will be the last time I mention that. And um, I'm really looking forward to when Joe B is, is back out there practicing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. That is where I am too. I mean, I knocked on the wood for the healthy. Thank training you camp so much. Thank you so much. So yeah. much. 
doom. Good thing it's, it's a wooden desk. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a waiting game where I, this is why these things get popular, but you're now at the point of like, okay, what can we talk about? And like, like I said, what I'm interested in, I don't think everybody is interested in that because it requires a lot of reading and it just feels like rankings is so digestible, but it just reminded me, I mean, I saw a clip of like an old clip because he passed, but Marlon Brando was talking about like, um, somebody asked him, is that the greatest act that you've ever seen? And he's like, why do we always talk about the greatest? Like what, what about him made him special rather than talk, trying to rank him versus whoever actually it was, are you the greatest actor? Like what, et cetera. And he's like, I don't care about the greatest. Like I did what I could do and whatever, but you know, I found that really interesting. I was like, why is the human brain wired to think about greatest and rankings and ratings and et cetera? Is it just goes easily digestible or what? Because to me, I fall into it sometimes. I see those quarterback rankings. And as much as I've said, I don't want to do them. I no. will quickly peruse and be like, what do they think? What do they, but why do I care? <laughs> That's where I am, where I'm trying to become uh, less and less drawn in by that stuff. So yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't know about this Joe Burrow slander that may have happening, but it's probably going to happen all off season. Best thing you can do is not engage and you don't amplify the voice of a stupid person. And instead of allowing them to reach more people, they are screaming in a room by themselves. That's the best uh, defense you have. I like to do this uh, before I, I reply to someone who has, you know, an interaction like that or, or a ranking. I always think to myself, do I think this person really knows a thing about football? And then if I say to myself, I don't think they do, I move on because yeah, sure. it's probably someone who's just, hey, that's their favorite team. That's their favorite quarterback. That's what they're going to put out there. And uh, you know what? There's one thing about Joe Burrow. If you bring him up on social media, it's going to get good. and or It's going to get interactions. People are going <laughs> to talk about it. It's engaging, um, bit. Yeah, and it's not like that for every quarterback. So, you know, that's kind of what's going on. But like I mentioned before, it is a very, very slow offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals. But we have Super Bowl to talk about. Uh, two teams the Cincinnati Bengals did face, and one may they beat pretty badly. But I know that really doesn't matter because these two are in the game. We'll talk about predictions, MVPs next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Three, two, one. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It is Super Bowl week, the final week of the NFL. I know a lot of Bengals fans, they feel a certain way. You get the 49ers, you get the Kansas City Chiefs. I would say the majority of the group is, is rooting for the 49ers to beat the Chiefs. And I will say this. I was thinking about it today, and, and believe me, I'd be okay if the Chiefs don't win another Lombardi. They have plenty. Um, it, this Super Bowl for the Chiefs to be in doesn't bother me as much as last year's did. Um, it really doesn't when you're when you're playing in the AFC championship game against them and you lose, you know, you're out three offensive linemen, you lose by a play, you had opportunities to to advance and go to back to back Super Bowls. That was painful. But for me, it really it doesn't bother me too much that they're in. It didn't. I mean, yeah, I was bothered uh, last season, but that was because they beat the Bengals on the way yeah. there. I don't. I don't fall into all the legacy stuff and like, oh, now Burrow could never catch Mahomes. Yeah. Nah, who cares? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's where I am. Uh, one Super Bowl would change the life of me. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm pretty agnostic about this. I don't care. I, I just, 
I haven't even seen much coverage on it. Like, I feel like Ooh. the public doesn't really care. Like, this is the rematch. Like, there is an angle, plenty of angles to go for the narrative. And it feels like, I mean, this is just my perspective. I haven't seen much coverage of it. Like, there's coverage, sure, it's the Super Bowl. But I feel like both of the past two Super Bowls, three and probably the last four at least, going back to the first 49ers Chiefs matchup in the Super Bowl, were covered much more in depth of like, oh, yeah. And the one before that was that was probably Rams-Patriots, I think. So that one, too. I mean, yeah, I can't think of a Super Bowl that I have seen this little coverage of. Maybe that's just my circle. I'm not really on ESPN much, and like I said, I'm less online right now. So maybe this is a me thing. But, you know, I, I, I'm a subscriber to some football podcasts, and I feel like I haven't seen any – see much about that so i'm interested i think this should be a good game but i'm pretty i pretty i don't really care too much who wins i'm hoping for a good game which i think we'll get and i'll probably be talking to people and eating food most of the time this is going on that is how most super bowls have gone the only super bowl i haven't really just ate drank and hung out with friends is the Bengals one and all that stuff was happening around me, but I sat in a chair by myself, just, just like if hands crossed over, just intense dead stare into the television pretty much the entire time and uh, didn't finish well. But um, I, I, did you, okay, this is off topic. Were you with people? Oh, you were at the game. That the game, with the game. Family. That's right. That's right. So I, I will say this, and, and obviously because we're, we're talking about this, and heck, you know, it, it beats talking about Joe Burrow slander. Um, <laughs> but um, going back to that Super Bowl, I will say this, because I don't know if I'll ever go to a Super Bowl again. It's just very expensive. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. Um, but until, I really, they, until they have it in uh, Indianapolis or something that's a little bit more My parents said I'm lying. They're like, if there's another Super Bowl, you'll go. I, but I, But I, right now, I probably won't. Um, but, and I, I hope we get that opportunity again to even go, but I walking into the Super Bowl legit felt like you're walking into Disney world. Um, it was so cool, but I'll be completely honest. You know how you said there were, there was things going on around you, but you were just kind of like focused in on the game and you're not probably not communicating to the people near you or talking to the people next to you. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. It was the fastest game in the world uh, going going in. And I probably told the story before, but going in, uh, I met somebody from the Inquirer and they gave me the front page of what the paper would look like if the Bengals won the Super Bowl. And I stuffed it away and I told my mom, please don't let me have this until the Bengals win. And if they win, let's put, you know, they're going, you know, they're champions. And in the third quarter, when they picked it off, I want to say that interception happened. I, I took it from her and I said, let me see what it looks like, because I think we're going to win the Super Bowl. And hopefully that's I didn't. what I thought it too. Yeah, Cheetah's interception that went off of um, Ben Skoranek's hands. I, I think it was Ben Skoranek. Yeah. Went off his hands right to Cheeto. And they were set up for another score. That was a big thing. And then they, I don't think, they either didn't score or maybe they only got a field goal out of it. But they were set up in a position that they could have scored a touchdown and sent that to what was a really tough lead for the Rams to come back from. Instead, they floundered at the chance to do that. But that was where I thought, like, oh, my God, are they actually going to win a Super Bowl in front of me? Um, yeah. So I haven't thought of this. Like, say you're not going – say the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl next year, don't care about the opponent, and you aren't going to make it to the Super Bowl for whatever reason. Would you have people over? No. 
Okay, I thought the same thing. I think I'm still there, but my fiance invited everybody over thinking like, oh, but what if the Bengals win? And I'm like, what if they lose? And uh, I was right. But uh, yeah. Uh, uh, That's how I, I watch the AFC championship games. I will not watch them in public. I need to be with I my I had my family. mom over, but. Yeah, like, was with your family. Yeah, like, family. You know, not, not I, had, I had like a dozen friends over for that Bengals Super Bowl. It was more my fiance had a dozen friends yeah. over while I sat there and, uh, turmoil for most of for about three three and a half hours long exhale for that halftime show you know i like the halftime shows a good mm -hmm. one me and, me and evan both vibe to that but um yeah i uh i feel like i lean no like i get the idea but i feel like it's more of a for them thing like i feel like it's depressing to watch me <laughs> to watch me uh just sit there in silence and stare at the tv and especially if they lose I feel like that's depressing for them because like ah oh, man what do we say to him <laughs> No, I, um, no, I agree with you. I, th I always, I think it would be really cool to, I would probably watch it at home, but if it yeah. was like the fourth quarter and I felt like, Ooh, they have a really nice lead. Uh, you're in Cincinnati. So I would yeah. Uber downtown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Would, That's also not a, there's not, a, there wasn't a single Bengal fan there with me. <laughs> it was all, <laughs> it was all others. Yeah, no, I, I, there's a lot of things. There, there's something I do want to say about the Super Bowl really quick before we give our predictions and MVP. I really wish it would be more fan friendly um it, oh it yeah yeah because it's it's all corporations and extremely yeah. rich people that don't care yeah Will Burrow brought up a really good point you know it kind of felt like you're at a, a dinner a dinner party um there were a lot of Bengals fans there and credit to them and they were loud for it being a home game for the Rams but it makes it very expensive to go to a game um you're obviously flying there you're getting you know your food and you're trying to get a ticket and we waited 48 hours before the game started to buy our ticket um, and that stuff is just really expensive for people. They don't who, sell out. Oh, they they sold, but I bought. We bought them through oh. like on location vendor, and okay. they they have a certain amount of tickets, and then you just kind of watch the number flow. Um, and I don't recommend that, but you know, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Never know if they're gonna go back again. But I I just really do. I wish it, they would make it fan friendly for for people to, um, to be able to attend it. You know, it is an event. There are there's gonna be all the celebrities there. You know, credit to them. But it's just they're just there to be there. And there's a lot of passionate fans that want to you know see a Super Bowl in person. And I, I just wish they would make it more friendly. And I don't see that ever happening anytime soon because the NFL is gonna continue to make money off of it. Um, and that's really unfortunate. And that's all I have to say about that. We'll, we'll move on. Yeah, to yeah. I'll just uh, – I won't make it to one unless my $5 parlay to win $5,000 ever hits in the AFC Championship game. That's the good news about this game and not really having a rooting interest. I can do a, a fun parlay. <laughs> last year, last year I did a they did the cash bets. I kept flash betting and I was winning. So that was cool. It's like, will this play go for three yards? I'd be like, no. And then it wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, I won 50 cents. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do all the halftime stuff and props and everything that you can put out. Oh there. yeah. And the other thing was uh, our entire Super Bowl party last year split down the middle we all bet on the coin toss heads versus tails mm -hmm. and yeah we just all started like grilling each other and then tails won which was the side i was on tails never fails and we were just screaming at them like you losers you idiots <laughs> it was fun it is fun. no i'm excited about that and you know i i enjoy i guess the commercials are fun um but uh but yeah it'll be Not really i'm just trying to make i'm i'm trying to pump up this super bowl for someone because it's it a good game it should that's be. Where I would, that's where I would stand. It's going to be some good football. I think they're two talented and well-coached teams. I do think that uh, Super Bowl commercials have gone downhill. Like 
I don't know. The World Man one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Doritos used to have like great commercials. I feel like I can't remember what any of their commercials are anymore. I feel like at some point, why there's always these horses. There was that one year they kept killing kids in the commercials. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Who wanted this? I think that was the Rams, the Rams Patriots one too. So it was like the game stinks, the halftime show. They teased us with, which I'm going to be watching the Nickelodeon stream to start uh, because that. they teased us with the, with the uh the bubble bowl spongebob thing played like five seconds of it and then it went to sicko mode and i hated the halftime show because of that and i only liked room five in the first place and then all the kids kept dying in the commercial i had no I, that was my least favorite super bowl of all time I <laughs> i'm excited for usher usher will be good i'm yeah, a huge huge usher fan and honestly i i still say dr dre and eminem and the crew that was that was a legit set cut and he was hanging upside down that was a great one that was a, that was a good that was that was awesome. But moving on to this game, I agree. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I'll go ahead and give a quick prediction in my MVP okay. for it. I'd like the 49ers to pull it out. Um, and, and this isn't because the 49ers, I, they have plenty of Super Bowl trophies. Everybody knows their history, um, obviously, against the Cincinnati Bengals, too. But for me, um, you know, not even for Brock Purdy, uh, Kyle Shanahan. And then, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of been through it with some of these NFC Championship games and then, you know, a rematch between – the Niners versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We'll see, you know, what the outcome will be. But I would like to see him win it. And then Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he had some rough years with the Panthers, dealt with some injuries. Um, I like a guy like George Kittle. And, you know, just offensively and defensively with the 49ers team, I think the only way they win this game for me personally, even though they're good at coming back, um, what, what we've watched, honestly, in the playoffs for them, I think if they get a nice 10-point, 13-point lead, they're going to be able to run the ball with Christian and, and kind of take time of possession, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And also Patrick Mahomes has this experience. His offense is rolling. Travis Kelsey is really getting involved, so that's going to be huge for them offensively. They have Pacheco out there to run the ball defensively. I don't know. I think they have the better defense. It's a young defense, and that might be a hot take just because I I, I don't know how I feel still about the 49ers D-line, um, even though I take some of those guys in a heartbeat on the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I kind of like what I'm seeing on the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I'd rather the Niners win this game, but um, I, I think they're going to be able to be a low-scoring game for them. Uh, Patrick has been here before, going to get Super Bowl number three, back-to-back -back years when everybody thought they were falling off. Maybe they wouldn't even make it. Someone else would take the division at one point. Um, lost on Christmas Day at home, didn't even – have the Raiders quarterback score any points in the second half or really do anything. And they still couldn't win that game. Thought they were done, but I will take Patrick Mahomes against the 49ers 24 to 20. Okay. Um, in Patrick Mahomes, your MVP. Then? It's he, he might not even play that great and they're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. They give it to the quarterback. They, did, they gave it to him last year and, and Jalen Hurts outplayed him. I know he won, but still. Now, Jalen Hurts had that stupid fumble, though. I don't think you could. I think you got to play like a perfect game to be a loser and win. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think Logan Wilson would have won the Super or won the MVP in the Super Bowl. So I know you have to put that in. Weirdly, I I, I think I saw that you have to put in your Super Bowl MVP pick before the game ends. I wonder if some people would have submitted it before that play because they need to give it out right away. Call down there on the field and tell Tony Romo and Jim Nance, this is my MVP. There's no way. Yeah. Um, so 
I think the Chiefs win. I'm pretty surprised that they're still the underdog. I just if you look at the if you ignored the regular season and you just looked at these two teams in the playoffs, you would think the Chiefs are the better team. They've mm-hmm. played the harder opponents to get here. They've looked better doing it. They have a defense that looks pretty dominant. And the 49ers defense looks suspect. I think we could talk about that. Okay. Two games in a row. Who they I don't even remember who they played in round one, but Green Bay. Oh yeah, Green Bay. So should have lost. They should have lost. Yeah, they almost lost to Green Bay because they couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop Detroit in the first half of that game. Those are both like near 30. I know Detroit did score 30 plus. Green Bay might have pushed for 27, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been suspect. And then you have things like Chase Young is benched for the uh, Lions game. And uh, now I think he's going to play in this one. But it's bad vibes to me. Bad vibes for me for the San Francisco thing. I think they're going to keep it competitive. I think they have a great coach. I think they have a great coach that can game plan something for this, but I think that's Steve Spagnuolo is going to show again, why he is one of the best defensive coordinators of the decade, maybe of the generation. I mean, you think back to the, he was a defensive coordinator for the 2007 giants. He was defensive coordinator on these chiefs teams. I just feel like he's been very underappreciated. I think he's going to show again why he should be more heralded as one of the greatest defensive coordinators of this generation. I think that the Chiefs win. I think it'll be about 23-20, which I I I'm seeing a little bit lower scoring, but I trust the Chiefs defense more than I trust the 49ers defense. And then you look on the other side, I trust the Chiefs quarterback more than I trust the 49ers quarterback, even if the system for the 49ers, that the 49ers have is great and they've got all these weapons and abilities to attack a defense. I just I'm going to roll with Mahomes in a better defense and I trust that that is going to get them a win. I mean we'll see, but I I feel okay about it. I actually did throw like a couple dollars on that right when it opened because I thought the Chiefs would then move to the favorite but it, I guess not. I don't know. I think it's just putting too much stock in the regular season. They look like they sucked in the regular season. We can move on. Like they looked really good in the playoffs. I think that's what matters. Well, that, that, that's a comparison and I'll wrap this up, but that's a comparison to the Cincinnati Bengals. They have these slow starts and I know everyone talks one seed, one seed, one seed. None of that matters. What well, do you do when you get a- win those games? They, they start hot enough to win the games too. Yeah. Like that's, that's the issue. But, but what matters when you're getting hot and if you get into the, to the playoffs, the rest of it, See what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to go on the – I mean, the Chiefs did have to go on the road twice. You don't want to have to do that, but like you're saying, it's when you're hot, when that matters. Yep, Giants won it as a wild card team, getting hot when it matters with Spagnuolo. Steelers did it once as a wild card team. We can move on. Yep, sorry. Sorry, that was a little PTSD from that moment. Uh, but yeah, the Cincinnati, or, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals will not be playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, uh, 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 I guess if it's not Mahomes, they'll give the Super Bowl MVP to Travis Kelsey and Kelsey running down and she gives him the smack. That's for almost losing, and then kisses him. That's for winning. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. You know, I am a huge Taylor Swift fan. Went to her concert over the summer um, and I was feeling a certain way about it. Early on in the season, um, I'm look. I want the Chiefs to lose this game overall. I would be happy if they lost. Doesn't really impact me too much if they win, but the Taylor and Travis stuff is kind of growing on me. I'm so sorry oh, wow. to anybody. I'm sorry to anybody who Travis will get Kelsey win Super Bowl MVP 
and then proposes to Taylor Swift with his Super Bowl ring that they give him and they ride off into the sunset. I don't know if I believe there. I don't know if I believe in their relationship. But hey, look, hey, hey, if they if they are real, I hope it, I hope they both make each other happy. Um, and we'll we'll see how that ends. But obviously, I'm I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I like her. She's pretty awesome. Um, so we'll see what happens in that game. I'll make here's my hot take in this game, and it, it's not really about MVPs. I think Brock Purdy's going to throw a pick six for the walk off. Pick six walk off. Yeah. Then Sneed. Mahomes isn't going to win the MVP. Sneed. It'll be, it'll be they, already, they already put the votes in. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'm not sure when they do and if that's common because didn't Malcolm Butler won it for the Patriots. Yeah. And that was a last second pass, you know, interception. Yeah. Pick you know, six, maybe. walk off. If that happens. Depends, I guess how happens. close to the end of the game it is. Look, I saw the script. I saw the script. Okay. And if the script is right and the NFL is scripted, that is great news for the Cincinnati Bengals because the Super Bowl is in New Orleans. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like for next football season. But, no, I'm ready for football. Um, it was kind of a bummed season for the Cincinnati Bengals. But on to the offseason after Sunday. We'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl next week. Make sure you check out Mike's work over on all Bengals. Follow him on Twitter, Bengals underscore stands. You can follow me at LMDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.